How about that cigar? How about that cigar? We're going to pretend that what just happened a few minutes ago didn't happen. We're, gonna, we're just going to say this is a first first take. This was the first take. We There was nothing before. What are you, what are you talking about? There is, there is no past. There's only now. There's only the present. Hi, guys. Thanks for joining us on How About That Cigar. We appreciate it. Um, it's, uh, as always, our favorite night of the week. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening on the podcast. Uh, please like, share, and subscribe. Let everybody at the uh, your favorite Facebook cigar groups let everybody know that we are live right now and give them a little linky that they can join us on. Um, uh, this evening, we are smoking some uh, wonderful cigars from Avo, some uh, Avo 787s that Garrett was kind enough to bring to us. Uh, and Garrett shared the fact that they are from 2012, you said? 13. 2013. So you got to love cigars with a few years of age on them. Mm. It's a beautiful night here in... Uh, Forest Lake, Minnesota. Uh, not too warm, but still extremely humid. Um, I mean, the temperature, I think, is only 75, 78. But the, with that humidity... The relative humidity is probably 85 or 86. So, you know, that's Minnesota. It's all basically swampland. The yep. land of 80,000 swamps. Um, USA Women's Soccer. Yeah. Woo! Go USA! America, USA Women's Soccer. They uh, they made it to the finals, and uh, hopefully they can uh, bring it home as they have in the past. Xavier, thanks for joining, brother. How's everybody doing? Michael, Todd, Michael, <laughs> Doctor, Doctor, Doctor. Um, Minnesota Twins. Um. Nah. I mean, there's still eight games up as of the time of this recording. They're eight games up. Uh, they start a new series with the Oakland A's in about, uh, well, within the next hour or so. Um, they uh, they seem to do really great against uh, uh, really awesome teams, and then they seem to not do so well at all against poor teams. They uh, won two out of three against the Rays, and then they turn around and they lose two out of three against the freaking White Sox. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just makes you want to throw up in your mouth a little bit. So a lot of it. They just need. They still. They're still doing great. They. They've got a lot of good stuff happening. Um, but you know, they. They just have some work to do, and they just signed some young kid. Yeah, sixteen-year-old from Dominican Republic. Number eight overall. Yeah, uh, apparently they're saying he's going to be the next. Uh, I don't know, the next somebody big. So, uh, hopefully, you know, he turns into a great, uh, a great baseball player in the future. You know, he's just a kid, so he's got a lot of time to uh, develop. Absolutely. Um, today uh, is July 2nd, uh, 2019. Uh, this is episode 15 of How About That Cigar. Thanks again for joining us. Thank, thank you. And we really appreciate today, all the support. Today is also the day that the, the last ever IPCPR trade show concluded. And I say that not because they're never going to do a trade show again. I say that because they changed the name. So it... It is going to... Is it Unicorn Fest now? It's now Unicorn Fest. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you, uh, when you 
when you buy your ticket and you go in, then they give you your uniform, you know, your unicorn uniform. Uniform. Uh, it's you know, got the horn and the rainbow tail and everything. So yeah, it's uh, PCA now the. Premium Cigar Association, which it's nice to simplify because that I'm sorry, but that name was IPCPRFW. Sounded like you know some disease or something. Oh man, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, man, but your husband has IPCPR. So sorry. I know it. So Uh, yeah, um, that concluded today, and um, we hope I hope everybody had a great show. I hope that all the the cigar companies and manufacturers. You know, broke your sales goals by a thousand percent. I saw tons of great media coverage from from Coop, from Cigar Dojo, from Blind Man's Puff, from uh, Stogie Reviews. From I know I'm forgetting a lot, but I just there was a lot of great media coverage. So thanks to all our fellow cigar media people that that just did a great job covering the show. Um, and you know, I uh, looking forward to next year. Uh, we're where we will actually be at the show next year. And um, next week on uh, uh, our regularly scheduled um, Tuesday evening uh, broadcast, uh, big shout-out to Mr. Bear Duplissy will be joining us live on How About That Cigar next Tuesday night. So we will have uh, a link on our Facebook page to that uh, YouTube live um stream and you'll be able to go and watch that directly from your phones or your computers as always uh thanks for joining tim we are smoking the avo 787 and it's tasty and uh we are a little choppy i do see that thanks for hanging out and uh just a few more weeks guys and we are going to be in better shape yeah so tonight is July 2nd, we are, my family and I are, are moving on July 12th um, to a new new place. We've talked about it almost every show. Uh, it's just a long process. So, um, And apparently the new neighborhood has gig fiber internet, which will be a welcome change from the uh, out in the sticks internet service that we have right now. And with some cellular backup, which doesn't really work all that great. Um, but, you know, we do the best we can, and we thank you guys for hanging in there with us. Um, what we wanted to talk about tonight, our main subject of conversation, is kind of what we're on right now. We're on social media. so mm. And social media can take so many different forms, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, even YouTube is social media. Um there's, I mean, there's so many streaming services now like Twitch and there's little things like TikTok and all these different, you know, and there's, plus there's more old school social media like web forums, discussion mm-hmm. boards, things like that, like mm-hmm. BOTL mm-hmm. and Puff and, you know, um, places like that. Even Cigar Dojo. Yeah, Cigar Dojo, which is, you know, the, the only, you know, made for cigars social media app, you know, for your phone. Um, so we want to talk a little bit about social media and how we as uh, cigar lovers interact with each other on social media and what some of the, you know, as we kind of always do, what are some of the pros and cons, you know, of each of those things. Um, So the first thing I came up with, of course, for social media, if you are going to learn about cigars, 
and you're a cigar smoker and you, um, you know, it's just something you're really into. The biggest pro, the biggest benefit to, to my mind is it's a great way to learn a lot more about different cigars that are on the market. Mm-hmm. You know, otherwise, unless you unless you're in a place that has one of those just massive oversized brick and mortar shops, um, they're not going to have the kind of selection that you'll be able to see people post on Facebook or Cigar Dojo or Twitter or Instagram. They'll, you know, you'll see all these different brands posted and think, man, that looks, that looks pretty good. Or, you know, maybe that's something I should go and try. Um, so I would say that's definitely a big benefit to cigars on social media. Um, cause there's so much out there to learn mm-hmm. about. So it's a great way to learn what's going on in the cigar world. I just like politics. You just want to get in political arguments on... It's the best thing. Yeah, political arguments, because you always win political arguments on... Everybody knows. Well, I mean, as soon as you say, I read this somewhere, everyone's like... Oh, well, You're then, right. Oh, then it must be... I'm sorry, I was wrong. But here's but here's some... <clears throat> here's But here's a statistic from this place that I found. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, you're right. Mm-hmm. You just totally changed my, my mind, and I... From from this moment forward, we'll always think differently about it. That's my experience that's how every it, time. That, that's how it always happens on social every media. Every time. And you know what? The same is true for cigars. <laughs> and we'll get into that. <laughs> um, another big benefit to cigars and social media, and this is something that we have on HowAboutThatCigar.com, is you can learn about places, good places to smoke while you're traveling. If you travel for work, if you travel with your family, and you're going to you know, n- name a city, you're going to Atlanta, you're going to LA, you're going to Omaha, you're going to uh, Munich, you're going to wherever. Um, there are so many places on social media. Honestly, you can just go on Facebook now and say, looking for recommendations. Hey guys, I'm going to Pittsburgh this weekend and I need to know some good places to go and light up a cigar and hang out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll, if, if you're in any cigar groups on Facebook, Chances are you'll have a dozen recommendations within a couple hours. Oh, yeah. So that's a that's a great benefit, definitely. I reached out to some people when I was going down to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And within a few days, not only did I have some good cigar shop recommendations, I also had tons of food uh, to get through. And we don't know about grits up here. I'm just saying. Oh, grits are my, oh. Grits are my jam. And all the different ways you can have grits. Mm-hmm. I'd never had shrimp and grits. Oh. Shrimp, dude. You never had shrimp and I grits? never had shrimp and grits. You ever had cheese grits? And I I, I had all of them. All I of the grits? I did all of the grits. <laughs> when I was down there, I was like... Oh, man, I love grits. I'm going to have this. And do you have grits? Of course you have grits. I will yeah. also have some grits. I think they have grits as a side at McDonald's. In <laughs> well, <laughs> They in his, should in the South. So they Cracker should. Barrel down there... Um, every meal comes with a little yeah. side of grits. Yeah, they do. Every here, meal. Every Cracker Barrel does that. Do they yeah. up here too? Yeah. Oh, they were actually legit down there. Yeah, the see Cracker Barrel. I don't want to get off topic here, but just briefly, Cracker Barrel and I have a love hate relationship because I have out of all the times I've been there, and it's many times, the food is either awesome or it 
straight up sucks. There's no in between. Really? It's just, it's always been my experience. Hit it's either miss. great or it sucks. So fortunately, the last time, which was actually close to a year ago that I went there with the family on our way back from Yellowstone, it was awesome. So um, another big benefit to cigars on social media is um, you can get some good advice and in some cases sort of a good early warning if there's a shop that maybe isn't so great. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're around here, like here, we're in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. There's the, quite a few shops in this area. You, If you're on uh, MHC, Minnesota Herf Connection, or if, if whatever city you live in, if you're on a local Facebook cigar group, which I highly recommend you get in touch with one, and if one doesn't exist, you should create one. Definitely. Yes. Because local cigar smokers need a way to sort of connect with each other online so that then they can get together in person, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, but if there's a cigar shop that where the owner's a jackass and they're overpriced or they have mold problems or whatever the reason, you can avoid wasting a trip to a cigar shop that otherwise you wouldn't go to. Or maybe it doesn't support the local legislation. Yeah, maybe they don't support legislation so they just don't care and they're and they're really more of a vape shop. So they they're not going to bother putting any effort whatsoever into uh, supporting the CRA or the now the PCA or anything like that. They're just going to say, oh, whatever. I don't care. I'm I'm going to sell. I, I make my money off of vape and, and glassware anyway, so I don't give a crap about cigars. Mm-hmm. I just have them here because because uh, I do. So you can avoid, you know, some of those shops, maybe get a little bit of early warning uh, about your local places that way. Um, and another one, uh, big pro to the uh, online cigar community, cigars on so- social media is it, and as I just mentioned, it is a great way to get involved in local cigar groups. Mm. So we have Minnesota Herf Connection, which covers not just the Twin Cities area. It honestly covers the whole state of Minnesota and the surrounding areas. I mean, we have people come from the Dakotas. We have people Western come from Wisconsin. Wisconsin Iowa, Iowa, Nebraska. Yeah, uh, we've got a lot of Midwest people that yeah. are a part of MHC. Yeah, it's an amazing group. And even if you're not from the Midwest, you know, uh, I would say just join MHC to see what that community is like. It is hands down one of the most beautiful things um, I've been a part of. It's a great cigar group, definitely. And if you if you live in a particular city. Search around Facebook. Search for, you know, groups. You can search specifically in groups and look for, um, you know, a cigar group in your area. Mm -hmm. And uh, get involved in that group. And just, you know, just like anything else, just introduce yourself. Say who you are. Say, I'm glad to be here. Get to know people in a virtual sense. Um, And then, you know... you. You should always have events where you actually get together face to face. You know, mm. it shouldn't all. It should not only be online, and we'll mm-hmm. get to, we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some other benefits that you can think of to the online uh, social media aspect of cigars? Well, I like it for a lot of reasons, but some of them are, you know, if you if you love a particular brand or specific cigar, 
and it's either not being made anymore. <gasps> also, news. Oh, news. News. We should have done this. All right, Matt, this just in. This this just in. They're discontinuing don't, the 1961 don't. Franklin Aza. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it because when I looked online uh, last month, whenever it was. They only have two shapes left. So I contacted, I contacted them. JR? Yeah. And? And they said, yeah, th- that line is Do they have any left? Mm-hmm. Okay. I really didn't want to. Oh, I'm a little sad. Say anything, but. Uh, they don't have the Corona left anymore, do they? Uh, no. I knew it. Nope, they have the Robusto and the. I'm sad right now. I need a Magnum. minute. I need a minute. They have, yeah, they have the 6x60. Yeah. And the, the and the robusto. robusto. Well, the robusto would work for me. Oh crap! I might just have to go and buy some boxes of that. So, uh, this is one of those times where hey, you say, um, "I'm looking for this particular cigar." If anybody runs across it, crossed it. Um, I knew what you meant. Thanks. That was very Minnesota. <laughs> across. Oh yeah. Um, you know, uh, please let me know. And a, a lot of great trades happen, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's another benefit of of uh, cigar community is just there are people with stockpiles of, of cigars <laughs> that you know. Yeah. And, and so it's a it's a great resource too for cigars that you like that you can no longer find. Yeah. Um, for trading and maybe even south of Florida stuff. Yeah. You know, but. Uh, actually, a friend of mine, uh, Gary, who I met on Cigar Dojo, and we went on Cigar Safari to Nicaragua together with a bunch of people from Cigar Dojo years ago. Um, we still have a, our own sort of separate little Google Hangouts chat with uh, some of us some from Cigar Dojo. The Seasoned Samurai is our group, and basically it's some, some older, more, uh, more experienced uh, cigar smokers. And uh, somehow or another, I don't know all the details, but he showed these pic- he shared these pictures with us of this insane stockpile of cigars that somehow he got his hands on from somebody that was getting rid of them. And I mean, it was insane. It, it was it was hundreds upon hundreds, probably I'm just gonna guess a ballpark here it was probably f- between five and six hundred cigars. Mm-hmm. And by the time, all was said and done he got them for 69 cents a stick and there were opus a's nope. in coffins nope and yehos nope uh, padrones galore this massive stockpot for 69 cents a stick it happens sometimes and he just i mean he he hit the jackpot with that so i say congratulations uh trenda says nope no stockpiles no stockpiles trenda well, it happens. It's rare, but it happens. Um, so, yeah, you can find out about that. So if you enjoy the Frank Yaneza, uh cigars, then the 1961, you should go and buy them because they're going away. Uh, now, is that going away forever, and mm-hmm. the only ones they have left are the Magnum and the Robusto? Mm-hmm. Right. So you heard it here first, probably. Go, and go on JR Cigars, who are not a sponsor, but, hey, JR Cigars, if you want to be a sponsor, I'd be happy to talk about that. Um, and buy the Frankenaza uh, 1961s before they are all gone. 
I will great, probably do that. Great stick. Yeah, I did. It's a great cigar. It's it's one of one one of the ones we talked about back in episode four or five, uh, as far as but great budget cigars. Yeah. It's it's at the got to be in the top five of greatest budget cigars you can you can buy right now. And legendary blender. Yeah, I mean he was one of the best to ever do it. Um. All right, so we transfer now. We were talking about great stuff about cigar culture on social media. Um, unfortunately, as with all things related to social media, it can have a dark side. It can have, you know, what? you know, there can be some negativity. So you got to think about that. It's not, you know, it's not all puppies and rainbows. So... Um, one of the first things that you can encounter on social media, if you get really, really into it on all the different forums, whether it's or all the different platforms, discussion forums, Facebook, Instagram, uh, individual groups, you know, on on you know, like smaller subgroups on on uh, uh, on different social media platforms, mm-hmm. it can become an ego trip for you. Meaning, um, so there's there's been there have been many scientific studies proving that social media actually gives people a high. When oh, yeah. when you when you're on Instagram or Facebook or anything like that, when you post something and then you see a positive comment or you see a like symbol or something like that, there's a dopamine hit in your brain. So it's it's no different than taking, you know, certain drugs. It it gives you an actual high. And you can get the same thing so let's say you start learning about cigars and you spend a lot of time on some of these forums. You spend a lot of time on some of these Facebook groups and you see a lot of these people posting super high dollar what, what a lot of times we call king shit cigars. You know, the absolute top cream of the crop cigars. You know, the Padron 50ths and the, you know, the, you know, uh, like... Opus Purple Rains and, you know, that kind of thing. And Davidoff Year, the whatever, and and the super rare Cubans or... Um, and then especially really aged old cigars, stuff like that. Yep. You see people smoking all these things and you start to get this itch. Like, man, I really want to try some of that super cool expensive stuff or super old stuff. And then when you finally maybe get your hands on one... Then you post about it, and you get some likes, and you get some, you know, maybe a little bit of unearned street cred. And the next thing you know, you start getting that sort of, and then you start buying more stuff, and you start kind of puffing up your chest, thinking, "Oh man, I'm 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 cool now. I, I'm part of the, I'm part of the group. I'm part of the club. I'm part mm-hmm. of that elite. You know, we only smoke the best kind of, kind of group, and it can get out of hand fast. Oh, absolutely. And like with anything, you know, with uh, uh, beer or wine, um, any kind of hobby, there's always a snob. Actually, there's a lot of snobs. And that can be true for cigars, too. And there's a lot of us who we enjoy our cigars. Sure, we can be snobby about... I'm snobby about the cigars I smoke. Um but I'll never judge you about the cigars you smoke in front of your face. In front of your face. No, it's... No. We're, but for real. I would say that we are... I think you and I are pretty similar in this way. We're not 
cigar snobs were cigar nerds. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so it's we're just so interested in the product and the process and the culture and culture. In, in the just the whole world that surrounds the it stories just wanting to know more about the origins and where it came from and why it is the way that it is and what makes the whole thing run mm -hmm. and it i don't i mean sometimes you know just like with with other things sometimes i'll i'll splurge and i'll go and i'll spend a stupid amount of money on a cigar or a box of cigars um but I, I have to try to just kind of keep it to myself. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, I want to share it with other people and maybe let some other people, you know, get together and smoke it. But um, you can you can just let your ego get the better of you. Absolutely. And then the next thing you know, you're just posting all these pictures and um, and your your attitude can get out of control and and. You're saying, oh, I only smoke the best, and and you know everything that you, everything that you smoke sucks, mm -hmm. and then it just becomes kind of rolls into our next thing, um, which is, uh, you know, everybody's whether it's, <laughs> whether it's, you know, beers. We I, I do a lot of um, analogies with beers and cigars. You know, oh, they, you're drinking a Coors Light. <laughs> what a what a what an idiot! You know, Coors Light sucks. You should know that. You're oh, you're drinking a Budweiser. What an idiot! You should know Cor or Budweiser sucks. Um, I don't like Coors Light. Um, but guess what? I don't buy it, and I don't drink it. And the end. <laughs> and there's I people out there yeah. who enjoy it, who yeah. like it. Yeah, go for and it. And Budweiser isn't the king of beers because they don't sell in fact they sell more than anybody they sell the most so it's and, and no that doesn't mean that it's that it's this um lofty um properly cared for and meticulously crafted product artisaned it's we get it. It's 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 a commodity product that's made in vast quantities to satisfy a thirsty, thoughtless public. And by thoughtless, I just mean they don't they, they don't care necessarily about the overall flavor experience when they buy a Bud Light. They don't care. That's not what it's about. Reminds me of junior high when I really wanted a pair of Jabos. You are, you are so dating yourself, right? <laughs> right. It was Guess and Jabos, and I wanted those jeans so bad. And people made fun of my Levi's and my Lees. And um, it, yeah, so it reminds me of junior high a little yeah. bit when when we start judging other people for the cigars that they like. Yeah. Um, there may be brands out there that you don't like. There are brands out there that that I don't that I don't buy. Um, there, th those happen to be brands that I've smoked quite a few of their cigars, and it was either 
It, it could be a number of different factors that I just chose. I made a choice to not spend my money, my cigar budget, on those cigars on a regular basis. There are some brands I buy a lot of. There are some brands that I buy some of. And there are some brands that I just don't find myself ever reaching for when I'm in the in the cigar shop. I just don't reach for them. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because I had a bad experience. Maybe it's because I heard something bad about them. I, but I, I'm not going to belittle somebody because they, they happen to like that brand of cigar. I might try to steer them in a different direction, but I'll try to do it in a way that's kind and, you know. But that the the thing is that this next point is. Friendly ribbing can become trolling, and trolling's fun. I mean, we all have fun trolling. You know, a little—it's just like snapping a towel on somebody's ass in the locker room. You know, it's—you know—it's all in good fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't want it to become harassment, and you don't want it to become just—just just don't be a dick. I mean, it's so simple. Don't be a dick. And one prime example of this, and I'm not going to say where it was. It was on a web forum. That's all I'm going to say. And somebody who um, was a member of this forum and would post occasionally just to let people know about new cigars that his company had coming to the markets, John Huber from Crownhead Cigars. Um, great guy. If you ever have a chance to meet him, he's just, he's just a genuine, kind individual. And... He regularly went on this forum and posted and said, want to let you guys know there's this thing coming out soon. And sometimes he'd even give away stuff. He'd post contests and say, hey, guys, I'm going to give this away. I got some hats or I got some whatever. I'm going to give this away. And then things just started to spiral out of control when one time he posted about something and people got on there and started trolling. And the trolling became just this this outright bashing of his brand and Huber which I don't blame him one bit finally just said you know what guys pardon me he said fuck you see ya goodbye and he left and I don't blame him one bit um you know there's just it's just stupid you're burning bridges like we talk we say at the end of every show you're burning bridges and there's the there are so many better ways to spend your energy and your time than 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 just belittle belittling somebody um, because you think you know better when the the fact is you don't you just don't know better and I'm sorry to get off on a rant here but some sometimes this stuff just really it really pisses me off you know when somebody especially somebody like John Huber who is like I said one of the kindest pre- people you'll ever meet. Um, just goes on there to say, hey, how's it going? I got this new product coming out soon. Give it a try. I hope you like it. And then he just gets utterly bashed and dragged through the coals. Um, and the fact is, and this is why social media and real life, if if John Huber was to go into a cigar shop with... You know, uh, have an event and a table full of these new cigars and say, hey, everybody, I've got these new cigars on the market now. I wanted to let you know about them and, and you know, buy some of them and I've got some giveaways and stuff and, and let me know what you think. Nobody would ever behave to his face the way they did in that in that discussion thread on that forum. That would never happen. Yep. And um, 
Oh, look at this guy firing up an opus. Speaking of ego trips, this guy, ego trip. Kind of a big deal. He is kind of a big deal. Um, so that's a big con. You know, people can get, and whether it's Instagram or Facebook or whatever, saying, you know, on Cigar Cartel and some other cigar groups online, you see guys, hey, what do you guys think of this brand? And people will get on there and say, if you try that brand, you're a moron, and that brand sucks. And I just, I just want to, I want to grab people by the shoulders sometimes and shake them and say, "Shut your mouth! You just don't know what you're talking about." I, yeah, it may be a brand that I don't buy either, and I don't stock in my humidor on a regular basis. But, um, it, just leave the guy alone, it, especially if he's new to cigar smoking. You want to turn somebody off from the cigar culture pretty much right away. Then that's the that's a great way to do it, is to bash somebody and call them an idiot for liking a particular kind of cigar, or in some cases just saying, "Should I try this kind of cigar?" And then you jump down their throat and say, "Oh no, you should! If you try that cigar, you're a moron." I'm am sorry, what? No, that's no, no, because again, that's one of those things that if it was in real life and you were face to face with that person, you would never ever behave that way. So respect, respect. David Crawford, thanks for joining, brother. Hey, how's he it going? He said, respect people's shit. Yeah, amen. I'm sorry, but that's that's totally right on the, hitting the nail on the head. You know, if, if smoke what you like and forget the rest. Smoke what you like and forget the rest. Um, and the next thing on the cons list, um, it can trap you in a cycle of chasing stuff in order to be one of the cool kids or mm. keep up with the Joneses. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of limited releases. They only make... 100 boxes they only make 50 boxes they only make however many and they sell out like this you know and you're just you're like on your computer like waiting to be one of the guys that gets to buy those those cigars and and i'm not saying they're not great there are a lot of great super limited releases and i went through this period of time and i i I say a lot of this stuff because i want to help people avoid the same bullshit mistakes i did i think there was just a car wreck out there i believe there was yeah so yeah um it's, yeah, there may have just been a car wreck out. You want to check it out? On the high, it sounded oh, like it, it was on the yeah, highway. So it, we wouldn't be able to get to it anyway, but hopefully they're okay. Um, I went through the same thing myself where I started seeing everybody posting all this rare limited stuff or, or oh, this, this new thing is coming out next week and it's coming out on Tuesday and it's coming out at noon on Tuesday and there's only this many boxes and, and I, I would find myself like, like with my fingers perched over the keyboard, ready to buy that cigar, and and I would get the cigar and I'd smoke it, and it was good. It was a good cigar, and then I'd get a different one from a different brand, and it was good. It was a good cigar, but then later, you know, it, this was ages ago, and I stopped and I thought, was this really worth all the blood, sweat, and tears and toil I went through? And then again, like I said before, you go on and you post, hey, I got a couple boxes of these, and it's almost like you know. On the school pro- playgrounds, saying na 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 na, you know it's, you know I got some of these and you didn't. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. There's just you would you wouldn't do that. I mean, a little friendly ribbing maybe if you were face to face with somebody, but only if it was somebody that you're friends with. You get you when you build that relationship, you build that trust where you can have that friendly ribbing. But if it's somebody you don't even know and you're blasting them like, ha, I got these cigars and you didn't. Yep. Screw off. Ha ha. Or you... You uh, would never do that to somebody in real life. You for real trade bait, you know? Yeah. 
and uh, hold hold the carrot in front of the. Yep, that's not cool. Not good. So, you don't have to chase after those cigars. You know, sometimes, you know, there there are going to be some things that are going to come out, and you just know because of the person who blended it or the company that makes it or the kinds of tobaccos that are in it, you just know that cigar is going to be in my wheelhouse, and I, I'm genuinely con- convinced that I'm going to love it. So, yes, save your money, use your cigar budget, and go out and buy those cigars. But, you know, again, don't be a dick. Just if you buy your cigars and smoke them and enjoy them and share them. But don't be a dick and hold them out in front of people and say, "Ha ha, I got these and you didn't." You know, if it's, if, yeah, just don't be, don't be a dick. Because one of my favorite things to do is uh, when somebody a, is, is be a dick. <laughs> is be a dick. No, yeah. when somebody says, "I've never had that cigar," and I have one, mm-hmm. it's one of the best things to do is give them that cigar. Yep. Because that's where the real that that thing we talked about a minute ago, that's where the real dopamine hit comes from. Right. You know, because it, the fact is, not to get all Dr. Ruth or not. Dr. Wow. Ruth, Sally Jesse is what I was thinking of, which, again, if you're younger than, you know, 35, you probably don't even know who the hell that is. But do, let's say Dr. Phil, not to get all Dr. Phil or, you know, psychic challenge on you or anything. But um, it's impossible to do something nice for somebody without feeling good about yourself. So somebody says, man, I've never tried that cigar. There have been so many times that I have said that to somebody on social media or in person. Man, I've never tried that. How is it? Well, I'll send you one. Mm-hmm. And then I want to pay that back, and I want to pay it forward. So somebody, oh, I haven't tried that one. Here you go. Let me know what you think of it. Enjoy it. Oh, here you go. You got to do those things, and and those you'll get a better dopamine hit from that than you ever will from just posting something awesome and saying, "Ha, I got one of these, and you didn't." So, try to pay it forward, and the best best way to do that is, you know, the, well, there there are great ways to do it both in person and on social media. Uh, what, what is it, Trenda? Wog. I'm watching this on my Apple TV. My wife just walked by the TV and said, fuck you, Matt Ty. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. That's That's one of the best things I've ever heard. I appreciate that. I really do. And and for those of you who aren't a part of MHC and don't know what that means... You're welcome to send me a private message, and I'll I'll give you the whole story. But <laughs> that's it's not a it's not a pejorative. It's not I I I I um. Whenever somebody from MHC says that to me, I considered a a badge of honor and a, a greeting of of love and respect. So thank you for that. <laughs> um. So. In a nutshell, all these pros and cons, and there are probably a lot we didn't get to, but all these pros and cons of, you know, s- dealing with your cigar life on social media, it's really no different than dealing with your real life on social media, your regular everyday life. Don't be a dick. Be a good person. Be generous. Be kind. Be open. Be, you know, be... Um, the best you. <laughs> Did you just say that? I want the shooting star, da, 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 and the more you know. Um, I mean, we're kind of d- heading there. Don't, 
you know, you build relationships over time, and those relate with with building those relationships come certain rights and privileges. Mm-hmm. You know, we we have a relationship where Garrett can you know bust my chops, I can bust his chops, you know, because we've known each other for five years, and you when you're on social media and it's somebody you've never met met before you haven't earned that right yet and you can't just go in and be a dick you know and um if you uh you know broken relationships aren't necessarily the easiest to easiest thing in the world to repair so you know keep those relationships strong and if it's just stop for a second and think to yourself would I say this to this guy if he was in the room? And would I be acting this way if all these, you know, if I was at a hearth with 20 or 30 people at a cigar shop or at a park somewhere or somebody's house, somebody's driveway, would I be acting this way and saying all these things um, with all these people around? Um in most cases, a lot of the bullshit you see on social media, the answer is no. So, just don't do it. And but for the most part, uh, cigar culture is fantastic. It, it is, is absolutely a wonderful, amazing, loving community. Yeah, sure. There's going to be trolls in just about any kind of community. Um, yeah, and, and uh, that happens, but. Uh, to Matt's point, the closer you get to that community, the the more involved you get with not only the online presence, but the meetups and things that they have going on, it becomes like a brotherhood and um, or sisterhood. And that is where the real beautiful relationships start to happen. Yeah. And that's what you should aim towards. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, the and that's one of the things that it, that's one of the best parts about social media is it can give you a vehicle and, and a, a platform where you can build the relationship and then go and have, you know, especially in cigar culture, you build a relationship with different people from different walks of life, all brought together by these wonderful cigars that we love so much. And then you come together someplace in real life. You go have a hearth. You get together, you have some drinks, you have some cigars, you talk about your families, you talk about your jobs. You clap you, a lot. You clap a lot. You talk about your life. And, you know, you even talk about the uncomfortable subjects because for some reason over cigars, the uncomfortable subjects suddenly aren't quite so unco- uncomfortable anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and you just, you have lots of di- disagreements over cigars. But it's great because disagreements over cigars suddenly don't feel so disagreeable. And I'm going to, I'm going to trademark that phrase. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden you're like, dude, I got a rash right here. Yeah, I got this rash. What do you think? And it's, I think it's super contagious. Can you just, can you does take that, a peek at that? Does does that feel contagious to you? <laughs> That's supposed to be green. <laughs> is that, is that pus or no? Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about gross stuff now. Um, so yeah, social media and cigars. Use it to learn use it to um you get know involved. get involved um learn learn the best ways to be generous 
and you know with in, within the cigar community and and then use it as a um, as a platform to get together with people and get to know them in real life because that's really what it's all about and honestly if we practice a l- little bit of that on social media in more than just cigars maybe just maybe we'd be a little bit better off um we have to remember that social media isn't real what i know right it's not real so as as great as it is as a way to build those initial connections it's just you know it's it's just a uh digital platform it's not real so use it to build the relationships and then you know do something real with it get together enjoy cigars together and uh do that as often as you can don't don't spend all your time and your cigar culture on social media uh it'll probably drive you crazy um and that goes for any hobby really uh, any hobby any uh, any adventure that you're going to get into whether it's cigars or uh different spirits wines uh woodworking uh skiing whatever it is whatever your hobbies are um Learn about it as much as you can on social media, and then go out and do it. Mm-hmm. You know, so that is that social media and cigars. Boom, boom. Thanks, guys, for listening to my rant. I got a little passionate about that one, but it's important to me. So, um, useless facts of the day. Yeah, I'm excited for June second, two thousand nineteen, episode fifteen of How About That Cigar. Useless facts of the day. I have two, and they're kind of interesting. So, in the average person's lifetime, um, or I should say, in the lifetime of an average person, how much skin will they lose? In terms of pounds? Pounds. Holy sh- if you if, if you guys have guesses out there, leave them in the comments. I'm going to say... 250 pounds. So you think the average person in a lifetime loses 250 pounds of skin? That's what I'm going with. Any guesses online? Um, On the Facebooks? On the MyFace? No guesses yet. Okay. It is a little behind. That's what she said. Um, So, you are way over. You should have said $1. Oh, really? Um, the average person in their lifetime loses 40 pounds of skin. Wow. So, 40 That's pounds. That's still a lot. I was going That's a lot. I know. You, yeah, you went high. I did. Uh, the next one is uh, something I love, which is dessert. And it's a particular kind of cake, a particular kind of chocolate cake, German chocolate cake. Mm-hmm. Do you like German chocolate cake? I do. I enjoy it as well. Um, so German chocolate cake, I mean, where, where, where do you think German chocolate cake came from? I know it's not Germany. It's not Germany. I want to say it was New York. Um, I actually don't know the exact city. I know it was the U S yeah. So, uh, and I just learned this today. The German chocolate cake is not German. It's not from Germany. 
Uh, it was uh, actually developed in 1852 by a baker from the United States named Sam German. Hmm. And he also worked for uh, the company known as Baker's Chocolate, and you can still buy that oh, wow, in, the, yeah. in the grocery today. Uh, it's uh, A lot of people use it to bake with instead of powdered cocoa. So German chocolate cake, not German, not from Germany, just a guy with the last name German. But it's delicious, and if you ever find a place with good German chocolate cake, you should try it because it's fantastic. And now, time for my personal favorite segment of every single show. Numero de los muertos. The number is 5,000 annually in the U.S. 5,000. 5,000 every year in the U.S. die from this. Mm-hmm. Ah... Uh, is it cigar groups on social media? <laughs> no, but no? I'll look for that. Look for that. I'll look for that stuff. Probably zero. I'm going to guess that number is. Mm. Uh, that's actually a pretty big number. 5,000. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So this would be more This would be more common than some of the others. Mm -hmm. I don't know why this just popped into my head. It's, pr it's total stab in the dark. Is it elevators? Hmm. No. No, not a little bit. Not even a little. <laughs> um, does it involve um, food? It does involve food. Okay. All right. Um, is it a particular kind of food or kind any of. kind of food? It is a particular. Not, it's a, I would say it's a category. Category food. Of food. Is it German chocolate? <laughs> is it German chocolate cake? How awesome would that be? <laughs> that would be, that would be pretty great. It's not German chocolate. It cake. is not German. Okay. Mm -hmm. Five thousand people in the U.S. die from this every um, year, and the category is food. Is it choking on food? No. No. Um, is it? Is it an allergy? To food, no, no. Is it? Huh. Uh, Trenda guest listening to Guzman talk and try to sell something. <laughs> well, that's not a food. Not that I know of. Not that I know of either. I don't know that um, they serve that anywhere. Is it? Okay, so it's not drink. It's food. It's food. Okay. Um, is it... From... Spoiled or rotten food? Mm-mm. No. So it's not from food poisoning? It kind of is. It kind of is. Mm -hmm. Is it salmonella? It could be. It. So this statistic would okay. include salmonella, but it also includes other, like E. coli. And mm -hmm. So foodborne parasites. Not quite. Not quite. All right, hit me with it. It is 
undercooked meat. Oh, undercooked meat. Okay. 5,000 people a year. Well, I'm pretty fortunate then because you know that I had that. I do. That was that was bad. I, I wanted to die. Mm-hmm. I, actually, I, I actually prayed for death many times when I, I had salmonella uh, three, three years ago. I was in the hospital for four days. Yep. I, uh, <laughs> I actually, I actually prayed for death a few times during that because it was awful. Um, I'm, you know, obviously, I'm glad I didn't die. <laughs> but five thousand people a year die from, from uh, undercooked, undercooked meat or raw meat or raw meat. Mm-hmm. I have eaten raw meat before. I have too. Um, I don't. It's been tasty. I don't recommend it, but it, yeah. It, Carpaccio. Mm. It's so if oh, you don't Carpaccio. if you don't if you don't know what Carpaccio is, um, it's an Italian dish uh, made from Way fell pa- yeah, thin. paper thin slices of filet mignon, drizzled with olive oil and salt and pepper and capers and lemon juice and mm. Parmesan cheese. It's just stop. And, but there are very few places that'll serve it anymore because it's too high of a risk. Um, but if you uh, if you're adventurous enough to try, and it's and it's raw filet mignon, it's not cooked at all. Um, I had it at a place in uh, Kansas City ages ago, and it was absolutely fantastic. So if you if you can find an Italian place that will serve real carpaccio, mm-hmm. uh, do it because it's wonderful. Um, and there's another carpaccio that is aged; it's aged steak or filet. Really? Yeah, and that's good as well. Oh, I want to try that. Yep. Um, but the uh, the raw fillet is the real deal. And you can you can reduce the risk greatly by making it yourself. So you go to a Costco or a Sam's Club. You can buy the whole uh, fillet, uh, which you know is extremely fresh. You can even see the date on it when it was butchered. You can get one that was butchered extremely recent, like within the last. 48 hours um, just a super quick just because we have a few minutes buy one of those take it home uh, trim it and find the the best you know section of it put it in the freezer for about 10 minutes you don't want to freeze all the way but you want it to solidify a little bit so that you can cut Easier really cut. super thin slices off of it cut thin slices and hammer them out until they're you can almost read through them uh, put them in a single layer on a plate and put it back in the freezer for about two two minutes so it'll cool off again. Take it out of the fridge or the freezer, drizzle olive oil, put capers, lemon juice, and uh, uh, fresh, real Parmesan cheese. Don't mm-hmm. get that crap out of the green shaker can. Mm-mm. And I kid you not, it will, because it tastes like beef. It actually, you know, it's, you're not, it, you're not putting all this, seasonings and all this stuff all over it it actually buttery tastes like it's just just yeah so do that next time you want to splurge go and buy a whole you know tenderloin uh, beef tenderloin at one of these places and and make it yourself at home mm-hmm. um, agreed just make it safely keep your kitchen clean keep your utensils clean and you'll be fine it's fantastic highly recommended because you don't want to end up a statistic on numero De los muertos. <laughs> uh, closing out, like we always do, with notable smokables. Um, 
I had some interesting cigars this week. Did you? Um, starting with um, um, the so. I think I gave you one of these, um, the Omar Ortez Originals. Mm-hmm. Um, another, that I think that may have been on my list of best budget cigars. If it wasn't, that was an oversight on my part because it's a great budget cigar. Uh, Omar Ortez is, you know, a uh, great tobacco mind um, in the cigar business and um, really, really knows what he's doing. And so I had the the Maduro version just recently, which I had been wanting to try for a long time. The natural is, is still great, but I finally got to try the Maduro version. And um, I still prefer the natural, but I thought the Maduro was very good. Um, it had Maduro sweetness like you're looking for, um, a little bit of spice, and you know just a nice, um, a nice cigar overall, that uh, Robusto size. I would like to try the... Maduro in the Bellicoso, but the mm. the Robusto size was very good. Awesome. I'm on a kick right now. Uh, the that Crown Heads La Creme mm. is just the the to say it's Maduro just doesn't do it justice. It is almost black, and it is just my jam right now. Yeah, it's my favorite cigar right now. It's one of those where you find it and you're like, you know what? I'm having a lot of those. Yeah. That uh, that broadleaf is just <laughs> amazing. And um, you did give me one of those Bellicosos. I just mm-hmm. have not had a chance to smoke it yet. So I will do that very soon. Yeah. Um, my next one is um, one from El Galan Cigars, uh, which is small brand, very small brand. Uh, made it in tiny little place in in Esteli Nicaragua which I was fortunate enough to be able to go to and see their little their little factory operation uh, Felix Mesa is the name of the blender uh, Felix is a Cuban born uh, you know family's been in the cigar business for a long time and he really knows what he's doing um, and this particular El Galan cigar was called the Dona Nieves uh, Sentimiento, if I'm saying that correctly. My Spanish is pretty horrible. Um, but really, really delicious cigar. Um, uh, a Habano wrapper and um, depth. And, bo- it, you know, it's this box press, so you get a great draw on it and tons and tons of smoke output. Uh, but it was it was a cool balance of, of that sort of Habano spice, but also with this sort of underlying richness and thickness to the smoke that was just really mm. really a good experience this week mm. yeah and then I went fishing with uh, Omar Ote- Ortez Omar you went the, fishing with Omar well, Ortez I didn't go fishing but I smoked his cigar oh well you also smoked an Omar Omar Ortez yeah oh nice yeah awesome so did was it the natural it was the Ma- Maduro. or was it the Maduro Maduro we had the same cigar. That's the exact same one I just <laughs> is mentioned. It, is it okay? Yeah, it's yeah. the same one. Yeah. Oh, nice. How did you like it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I still... I wasn't catching any fish, so that oh, was the... So that kept you... Yeah, five and a half hours on the water and one, one oh, fish. Oh, yikes. That's, that's not... Well, it's still better than a day in the office. It was a gorgeous day. Yeah. So no complaints, really. You got another one? Puff Puff. Uh, I do. Uh, my last one, I smoked this last night, actually. Um, the My Father uh, S 
special uh, event only cigar if you go to a my father cigars event um you can uh typically get these if you if you buy boxes you know full my father cigar boxes at an at an event um they'll give you a nice little three-pack cardboard uh of these robusto special blends and just i love them i always have mm. it's a great little mm-hmm. great little uh don Pepin garcia cigar and um it's it's that classic spice, just spice galore uh, with with sweetness on the finish, and you know I uh, I love it. I it was the first one I'd had in a while. Um, another one of those cigars that I forgot I had. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, one of mine too was a uh, kind of a blast from the past. One I haven't had in a while is the uh, Crux Nymphomaniac. Oh, love that cigar. Yeah, mm. the crux. Um, was it the na- the natural or the dark? It was remember? the dark. The dark. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's a great little that that tiny thin little ring gauge. Ugh. Um, it's a great and it's and it's a quick cigar too. You know, it's not mm-hmm. it's not like a you know a little. You know, it's what is it a six six and a half by like thirty two something like that. Yep. Yeah, great cigar. Um, crux has been really. Um, just killing it for the last few years. I mean, kind of since they hit the market, they've done a great job. They really have. And um, if you can find those uh, nymphomaniacs, give them a try. Whether honestly, whether it's the dark or the natural, um, yep, they're both it's great. It's very good. And look for their new branding. They rebranded everything with new, new logos and new packaging and everything, which is uh, a very cool look. So uh, definitely keep an eye out for those in your local brick and mortar cigar shops. And uh, guys and guys and girls, thanks so much for joining us this week on episode number 15. How about that cigar? And uh, as always, please like and share and subscribe. Tell your friends about us. Visit the website. Visit the website. Um, we got new stuff coming on a semi-regular basis. Been a little busy lately, so thanks for being yep. patient with us. We're trying to get new content up as often as we can. Um, things will slow down a little bit after the move, but... Um, you know, life gets busy sometimes. That's the way it is. Um, uh, don't forget, next week, uh, July 9th, um, we have a special guest. Mr. Bear Duplissy will be with us live. So look for the link on our Facebook page so you can go watch us on uh, YouTube Live. Um, thanks so much. And as we say every week, burn cigars, not bridges. Take care, guys. Thanks.